how exactly are property taxes calculated here in California? That answer on this month's installment of Setting the Record Straight, and of course, the news roundup for the month of June. This is the Andres Segovia Show. And welcome to the program, everyone. I am your host, Andres Segovia, associate broker operating out of Orange County, California. And I got a doozy for you today because this has probably been a part of some of your conversations because of recent events. But before I get into any of that, and also, can you believe it's the news roundup all over again? I do this once a month and it's just like, already? Wow. But like I said, before I get into any of that, look, I don't have any sponsors. So this is all just marketing for myself and my show uh, to let you know that, hey, I exist. And hey, I'm giving you information. And you should consider me for your venture into real estate, whether you're buying or selling or even possibly trading. But in case you wonder if I'm human, absolutely I am. Because just like you, I enjoy products. And even though I'm not sponsored, I'm definitely powered by certain products. So I'm giving a shout out to Celsius. Celsius is an energy drink that's supposed to be kosher and all natural and stuff. And it comes with 200 milligrams of caffeine. Oh, yeah. Oh, that's the spot. Well, having said all that, some in the fitness community believe this to be some kind of workout recovery. No, if anything, it's a pre-workout beverage to give you some stamina and also some energetic kick through the caffeine so you can gear up for your workout. Or in my case, after uh, being a little sluggish at work, just to help get my metabolism continuously working. Now, if you are interested in uh, post-workout, for those of you that are fitness junkies and want to give Celsius a try, now they have versions of their flavors with BCAA complex amino acids included in them. So check it out. I'll leave a link to uh, Celsius.com. I'm assuming that's their website, uh, but there's Celsius beverages. I'll leave it in the description down below. Or for those of you listening on the podcast or the show notes accompanying this episode at www.theandrasegovia.com. They don't sponsor the program, but you better believe they power it. So, yes. Anyway, we're going to get into the news roundup first before getting into, the obviously, the, the end of this, which is the setting the record straight segment that I introduced a couple of these segments ago, which is, of course, in this one, the property tax calculations. But I want to quickly go through some uh, highlights of headlines of stories that you might have missed during the month of June that you should be aware of because some of these you might have heard of other ones maybe you don't know the entire context of things and of course where the industry itself is going now that a lot of economies have reopened but as of this recording it looks like some of them are halting the reopenings slowing down the reopenings or re-locking down altogether here in the United States so we'll see how that goes but as for California believe me doesn't matter how scary some of these tiles might sound. California, it's its own real estate industry. So, of course, we start with the obligatory from Reuters. U.S. home sales tumble to nine and a half year low. Price growth slows. So, taking it at its face value, obviously, it's like, oh, man, nine and a half year low. Well, what do you think? We were in lockdown. And some places weren't even considering real estate as an essential service. So, think about that. And with the conditions of not being able to show property, how were you able to show property to sell? Buyers want to see the product. They want to kick the tires before they buy the car. So they want to see the house before they buy it. But if you're living in there or the other tenants in there and they can't be relocated because they're on lockdown, how are you supposed to show that property? So, of course, that was going to take effect. Duh! This, this headline, see it on the vacuum, of course, looks bad. Let's get into it, though. Just a few of the bullet points from this article. Existing home sales declined 9.7% in May. Hmm. Housing inventory 
fell 18.8% on a year-on-year basis. So that means less people were putting the houses in the market. Because what for? They can't sell it. So what's the point? And medium home prices rises 2.3% year-on-year. Wait, 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 hold on, hold on. So existing home sales declined 9.7% in May. Housing inventory also fell almost 19%. Yet the prices for a house still went up. Yeah, so there's more to the headline than just the headline. I'm just reading you the bullet points because of this article. When, of course, for any article that I reference here, I leave a link in the video description or, in this case, the, the show notes accompanying this episode at www.theandersegover.com. So that's the only place you'll be able to find the links to these articles. So by all means, go there so you can see exactly what I'm talking about here and reading to you. So you don't – look, social media isn't news, Okay. And some news isn't even news either. It's opinionated journalism. So you need to dive into and do the studies beyond the headlines to get to what the point of it is. The, again, this headline on its own, it, it reads as something scary. But when you get to the nitty gritty, that means there were still movements going on and they were at a higher price. And that's something to keep in mind as we go forward, especially with these articles, because this next one is from Yahoo Finance. Summer is going to be a good period for the housing market, says Economist. The coronavirus pandemic all but halted U.S. sales during the widespread lockdowns, duh. But new metrics confirm that the home sales is making a comeback. I want to get to this other part here. Home prices are higher than ever, hitting a medium listing price of 330000 in May after only about a 0, uh, 0.6% annual increase uh, in April, the slowest pace in three years. Home prices rose 1.6% in may year over year in the last week of may prices rose 3.1 percent from the same time last year check this out of the nation's 50 cities 35 posted price growth in may prices rose the most in los angeles pittsburgh and cincinnati and economists expect listing prices to rise even higher this summer and there is a reason why it might but i'll explain a little bit later as we proceed that's all i'm gonna read for this article because you can read the whole thing on your own i'm not here to read the whole article for you so just letting you know LA. LA is on that list because California is its own real estate. And LA is one of the most diverse you'll ever, ever experience. Let's move on to this as to why the real estate economy is expected to boom. And it has to do with foreign nationals buying up real estate yet again. Chinese buyers are kickstarting a generational housing market rally and Bitcoin may be next. They're not, they're not buying exactly here just yet, but this is the big deal that they are buying throughout uh, Far East Asia and they're prone to come over here. Chinese investors are aggressively starting uh, to purchase international properties. Once again, the rising demand for real estate from buyers in Asia may catalyze a prolonged housing market rally as seen at the start of 2001. Remember, we had a, we were recovering from a, basically a worldwide recession then too because of 9-11 attacks. So uh after that the, 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 we had to rally through real estate and here residential luxury properties across many countries including singapore australia and the philippines and south korea are reportedly being bought up wealthy investors are taking advantage of declining prices in the global housing market in the post-pandemic environment manila one of the hottest real estate markets in asia is set to see a 15 percent drop in value according to a local broker investors from china are waiting on the sidelines for a rush sale which is to mean what's going on here where some properties are staying a lot longer on the days on market or cumulative days on market, depending on how you read it in the MLS, uh, because they're expecting the sellers to be scared of what's of the uncertainty going on that they'll be forced to re- reduce the prices. But when I, can, when I can tell you that for the properties that I've been involved in and almost everything has been outbidded on, 
It's crazy. And there's one, as of this recording, that's entering escrow at 30000 over asking. It's happening. Uh, so just letting you know that this is not uh, uncommon, and that's just here. And when these buyers do come buying over here, when they realize, you know what? These prices aren't going any down. They're not going down anytime soon, but I need to invest my money now. Then they're going to start striking. And where does that leave you, especially if you're just trying to recover with your finances? That is information for a future episode. So stay tuned for that. Like, subscribe, stay know so you don't miss out on that. Alrighty, so that's it for some brief updates on the, the market on the internet, oh, well, international and the national level, right? We're going to get to more market-specific stuff here in a moment. But first, I think this is something that we need to discuss a little bit because Google makes changes for policies for housing ads, works with HUD, the housing and or, or mm, housing urban and development to align with fair housing standards well uh it's a blog entry here but uh in order to further improve access to housing employment and credit opportunities google says it is introducing a new policy for certain types of ads prohibiting employment housing and credit uh, advertisers from targeting or excluding individuals on uh based on their gender age parental status marital status or zip code in addition advertisers will not be able to target or exclude based on race religion ethnicity sexual orientation national origin or disability this is something that's already in the fair housing uh law um from the fair housing act but uh, there was a practice uh that was supposed to be outlawed it's called steering where either at the behest of the buyers or the sellers and in some cases in cahoots or at the behest of the agent, they would steer the clients to a different demographic or a different area altogether and trying to purchase things to keep them away from other certain demographics. This had, uh, a most recent in- incident was in Long Island, I, if I'm not mistaken. They were um, of Italian descent and they wanted to just buy Italian descent so they were trying to make an Italian community uh, in of themselves. So this kind of thing I thought was done with but does happen. But anyway, I just thought I'd mention that to you because uh, it's is something that has to be dealt with unfortunately still and um it might some people might say it's virtue signaling but i, I do think that it, uh if they're enforcing what fair housing standards are it'll also protect the agents that are advertising because the last thing they want is to have the license removed and facing um penalties because they're violating basically uh, a constitutional law so just fyi there okay on to the next one back to other things this is interesting. I actually covered this not too long ago uh, for what happens here in California, mostly because it's really expensive here. And to be able to even afford a living, you're probably living in what is called a tiny home or a tiny apartment. But there are places where tiny homes are a thing. Check this out. This is from Business Insider. Uh, we have this tiny home. Um, home improvement site, Home Advisor, found the 10 most popular U.S. states for a tiny home listing. Uh, the site zeroed in on the states, blah, 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 blah. Forget the Instagram. Some of the best states include California, Florida, and Texas. In the case of California, you don't have a choice. That's all you can afford. But the tiny home movement has gained traction in the U.S. in recent years, offering a lifestyle that's potentially less expensive and more mobile and more sustainable. Let's see the list here. I'm curious too. I, have, I don't remember all of it. In 10th place, we have Utah. Uh, ninth place, New York. Yeah, you don't have a choice there. It's super expensive. North Carolina comes in at 8. Arizona is at 7. Uh, I can see that. Washington State. Yeah, it's kind of pricey up there too. Um, some of these pictures aren't loading, huh? Uh, Oregon. Uh, that's in 5th place. 4th place, Texas. Why would you want to live small in Texas? You can, you can have something the size of Texas over there. Uh, and, well, you want to be in the city, I guess. Colorado, I could see that, especially in the mountainous areas. That'd be beautiful. Florida, well, 
yeah, you want beachfront property, you know, maybe. And number one, California, here we come. But I'll tell you this much, I don't think that's because people want to. It's because they have to. And that's all they can afford. And when you have the most populous state in the union being California, what's that tell you? Of course, they'll be number one. I'm not going to delve into the details of this, but people have it on Instagram. When you have about 40 million people living here, duh, uh, it's, it's going to appear. Well, anyway, next up, uh, luxury real estate demand surges in Aspen, Park City, Colorado, Utah, ski towns evolve into year-round escapes for the wealthy even before COVID-19. And of course, that's happening a lot more now, which actually lends over this from Fox Business. This actually lends over to the next one that I'll just um, spitball for you. This one is from the San Francisco Gate. Uh, what happened? It pulled up for me, so let's refresh. There we go. Wealthy buyers reportedly in mad rush to leave San Francisco. Let me <laughs> let me rewrite this headline for you. Wealthy buyers reportedly in mad rush to leave San Francisco. This is trying to imply that they don't believe that anybody's in a mad rush to get out of San Francisco. Um, wealthy buyers reportedly be in a mad rush San Francisco. Uh, it makes more sense because it's not reportedly. It's a fact. They're trying to get out of there, especially after being the strictest lockdown in California. It's happening also with my next article that I can't show you because it's a paywall um, for the Wall Street Journal about the wealthy leaving these areas. And I'll read it to you now. This one, the housing market around New York City is booming around new york city because for those of you that are in new york city why would you want to go through a second wave lockdown in new york city after you experiencing what you experienced exactly so real estate agents say home shoppers are looking to buy outside of the city because of those concerns let's see uh, now real estate agents say more shoppers want to buy often because they're concerned about a second wave of pandemic related restrictions uh this uh Catskill Farms Inc., a home builder based in in Wartsboro, New York, has sold six yet-to-be-built homes in the past eight weeks, said owner Chuck Petersham. His company usually sells 16 to 8 homes a year. Hmm. He says he's getting 30 inquiries a week, up from a more typical volume of six a week. People who are now in the Hudson Valley looking for homes, people who are now in the Hudson Valley looking for homes. Many of them have never been to the Hudson Valley before, Mr. Petersham said. That's new to the marketplace, that urgency. Early speculation was that city dwellers looking to trade high-rise apartments and subway communities for single-family homes would drive a suburban buying frenzy. While realtors say they see a stronger demand in suburbs around New York City, there is no evidence so far of a large-scale exodus from the city. You know how much this is bull because this article is written a little bit early and I talk about the claim that oh, there's no evidence of a mass exodus. Same thing with what this article is saying for the San Francisco Gate in the mad rush city San Francisco. Look, I can tell you that there are a lot of people right now looking to leave California as soon as they get the chance to throughout California. They're tired of the politics here. They're tired of the taxes because now that we're, we've been on waves of reopening and possibly reclosing, but the waves of reopening and the, and the state legislator back in session, if you're not following my show, then you're probably missing out on this. A lot of new taxes are being proposed from mortgages to gas to um, deductions to, my goodness, they, they're coming up with anything they can come up with. You just finished punishing the people, not being able to work, and now you're going to kick them while they're down? With taxes. How are you supposed to pay for that? They can't even buy food. You know how many lines there are outside food banks? It saddens me to see all those lines around food banks. 
So that's the sad reality of what's going on. So these articles are trying not to supposedly start a fear-mongering thing, but all of this lends to something that I've also been talking about before, about some of the changes demographics that are changing some ways of voting, too, in other states. So we'll see how this all pans out and if how much of this is realized for this year in time for November, because you might see a lot of other states that were normally not in contention for either party uh, being in contention because of what's happening in places like New York and California, where Californians are moving out to Texas, and Texas is now considered um, a swing state at, at this point. So just to give you a perspective as to how many people are actually leaving California, those that vote for the laws that are here and and are actually hating the laws are leaving altogether. So they're leaving the damage behind them, unfortunately. Um, but uh, just putting this out there that uh, this this is actually is happening. But those are the main articles that I wanted to go over because that's probably not something that you guys have heard during this time of lockdown, except the first one was, oh, little home sales fell. Yeah, but why? Duh. The biggest factor was staring you around in the face. That's why you're wearing a mask all the time. So we know that and that much. So let's move on from that because now we need to wrap this up. Uh, Because I don't want to make these episodes too long anymore. I want to wrap things up. But before I get to um, setting the record straight, which today's topic is how property taxes in California work, just a reminder that you are cordially invited to check out Off the Record, uh, the Andres Segovia show. So this is uh, these are additional shows that I do. Um, The official uh, content is launching with new episodes uh, for the month of July. I have not really spoken too much about this, but you can learn more about uh, this in the link. I'm going to leave it both on YouTube and on uh, the show notes coming this episode of www.theandersagover.com. You can check out exactly what I'm talking about with the video that I have posted here. This video is no longer made available on YouTube. So you can only check it here as to why I'm inviting you to off the record. I go into details about it and I can tell you about what kind of exclusive content, but I can tease it here. Uh, I have five different shows that go on there and this is the only place you'll ever be able to get it, including the archives of the previous show that I used to do that you can't hear anywhere else anymore. So I'm excited to bring it to you through here, but because of the powers that be silencing and, and, and canceling out there, I am protecting it under the wall of my site because it's my stuff. I want to protect that. Believe it or not, my stuff has been stolen my, my goodness I'm, i have to file complaints um copyright complaints against those that are stealing my material but this is the place you'll be able to experience it. something beyond the show something to distract you from all the craziness and find out that i hey this guy is human after all he's not just all about real estate yeah I talk about tech movies music all the sorts all that jazz and of course whatever comes across my mind anywho let us dive into Setting the record straight. We're going to be talking property taxes and actually close the thing. Image so now I got to pull it back up. So way to go, Andres. Way to be prepared. Don't worry. I got it back already. I'm actually going to uh, smartasset.com. Uh, it's a great place for you to check out what the property taxes can be calculated in your local area, not just California. I'm obviously pulling California because that's where I am and that's the community that I service. And you're going to be interested to know about some of the things that we're talking about here because there are certain things that are under attack, including Proposition 13 um, and mortgage deductions uh, by the state legislator here in California. But I wanted to talk about this because the a lot of people have been talking about property taxes in conjunction with um, how education is funded, as in the schools of certain districts. So it's assumed that if you're in a more affluent neighborhood, therefore you have a better school district. And that's a um, that's generally assumed because of the property taxes. While there is some truth to that, that doesn't mean that's the only way the school gets its funding. 
So it's not so much a location thing or a locale. It's how the money is being distributed. And I'll explain by explaining how property taxes work here in California. California, the taxes are based on the purchase price of the property. So when you're purchasing, or in some cases even refinancing, I don't know how the rules are now because they changed. I'm not a lender, so I'll talk to your local lender for more information on that. But the, generally speaking, the principle is that when you buy a home, the assessed value is equal to the purchase price. So the county assessor issues their assessment based on that purchase price. Like, okay, you bought it at 500. Um, therefore, 500 is the assessed value, and we'll be taxing it at that rate. So thanks to Proposition 13, Proposition 13 was a law approved by California voters in 1978. Proposition 13 has two important two important components. The first one is that it limits general property taxes to 1% of the property's market value. There are such things as uh, special uh, taxes on properties. I'll just get to that in a moment. But generally speaking, it limits the property taxes to 1% of the property's market value. And it restricts its assessed value to 2% per year. The two rules combine to keep California's overall property taxes below the national average, which in turn keeps your bills low. Okay. Um, the the 2% cap, right? Uh, that's, so for homeowners who've been living in their house for a long time, the assessed value is often lower than the market value. Yes, it is true. Because you don't get the reassessment of your property unless you do something with it, which is why some people say, I'm not going to refinance yet because if I refinance now, I'm going to be paying that much more in taxes. So that they'll sometimes play that off. Talk to your tax agent if you want to learn more about that. I'm just generally telling you uh, anecdotally what some people tell me and how they approach their, their things. They know better for themselves. So it's uh, to each their own. I'll give you an example, uh, a property that, uh, that I, I recently inspected. Uh, last sold, 1980, I think. It was sold for $120,000. And it's in the expensive area of, uh, of Orange County. It's not too far from the beach. Um, and now it's like 600000 700000 And that's after considering all the ups and downs in between in the past few decades. So, yeah, there's there's a lot there. Um, it's The assessed value on the property taxes, though, are based on the last record when it was sold. So they're basing it off 120000 bucks. This property is going to be sold, though, because the family doesn't have a choice. Um, they have to liquidate the property. And for the real estate industry, the, the in inventory that we were inspecting, the influx of inventory we were expecting this year was supposed to come from the boomer generation as, as expressed. We were expecting an influx of these properties that have been sitting, uh, that they've been sitting on for decades, 30, 40, 50 years. I've been to some of these properties. I can tell you that. that, they have not, that some of them are well-kept. Other ones have not been up-kept at all. Like not even floor cleaning in 30 years. You know what that does to a floor? Yikes. I've been to a property where almost two-thirds of it was covered in mold. Yeah, the green the green mold turned black growing all over the property. Yeah, I've been in those properties. You know, it's, uh, it's, it's just to inspect them. Like someone lived in here? Like, oh my goodness. It reminds me of that scene from The Simpsons um, where uh, I don't know what was the, the, the inspection that was going on at, at, in Springfield, but they ended up going to most taverns like men alive. Cause there were people at most tavern drinking Barney, especially, I mean, there are men alive in here. <laughs> that's, that's kind of how my reaction is. Sometimes when I enter these houses, like people live here. I mean, people live here. You know, it's, uh, there's been some crazy things that I have seen. Uh, uh, I know a thing or two because I've seen a thing or two to borrow that expression from, from farmers, but um, there are such things as special taxes. So those are voter-approved taxes for special projects or purposes. 
known as metal roost taxes. That's why something like it is this does it have a metal roost tax in this property. You have to make sure you know or don't because then we're gonna get really upset if you sell them my house in a metal roost area. So not everything is second off for metal roost. So that's why um, there's as this expression says, I'm gonna borrow the verbatim. A good rule of thumb for California home buyers who are trying to estimate what their property taxes will be is to multiply their home's purchase price by 1.25%. This incorporates the base rate of 1% and the additional local taxes, which are usually about a quarter. So 1.25%, which is a great way to assume how you can calculate your property taxes. A great measuring stick. Uh, Nick, but if you're in the middle ruse area, then you got to consider all that on top of that other stuff. Uh, at least a year ago, I even covered it on my show for those of you that have been following me that long. The Los Angeles Unified School District has the power to tax. That's an example of, of special ordinances or districts that can tax your property. They were proposing a property tax based on the square footage of the livable square footage of the building on that property, not the square footage of the lot of the property, which is a big deal if you have a two or three story building for whatever reason on a single family lot, for example, they're not calculating based on the size of your lot. They're calculating based on how many livable square footage you have on the property, which is why they were salivating and foaming at the mouth that they really wanted this because they wanted to tax all those high rise commercial properties. Well, the voters shot it down because no one wanted it. And that was in the LA Unified School District. They called for a special election. So that comes to tell you that income doesn't just come from property taxes to support um, the local schools. And when you're looking at uh, uh, assuming that you're better off with a home, because I, I, I have one of those that preach, your path to wealth is through your property. But that means you've got to do something with it. You don't just sit on it for all that time and do nothing to it. If you do nothing with it, you've inherited nothing. Because it's based at 120, that, that example I was using. If it's a house that's being, um, let's say, passed over, and it's just and it's assessed at $120,000 because the last time it was sold, that isn't inheriting any wealth if the house isn't even worth that. That means the, the debt you still got to settle isn't covered by that assessed value of the property. You got to sell it for as high dollars as you can. That's leveraging the property that you've maintained for so long, regardless of the condition that it's in. You're doing something with it now. And then it's reassessed at that value for the property taxes. So when you take that into account, if someone's moved out of an area, they probably moved on because like in my case, in my family, I grew up in rough streets. We want, my, my parents wanted a better life for me because of, well, I don't want to get into what, uh, where I grew up from. I'll, I, I'll share that off the record. But uh, they, they wanted a better life for me. That's where we moved out. Um, a lot of the conversations about the property taxes that happen now, which are assuming inherited wealth, but you don't do anything with the property, that means nothing. Um, that's assuming also that the person hasn't moved. If they don't move, then of course. If they do move, now we're talking about something else. But if you're renting, it's not your property, so what does it matter? So, yeah. Anyway, thought I, want, thought I set the record straight there on how property taxes are calculated and how funding actually does go to schools because every single year, it seems, with actually every general election, presidential election, primary election, and special elections, there's always these school bonds, uh, school measures, property tax measures, and stuff like that to fund the schools. Um, and... Here in California, property ownership is always under attack. Uh, and I can definitely vouch for a lot of people being interested in moving out of California, just like the San Francisco Gate was um, 
was trying to talk about and the Wall Street Journal article about what's happening around New York City, leaving the urban areas. A lot of people want to get out of the urban setting and go to suburban, but some people, especially here in California, are so fed up with the politics of the state that they're desperately looking, and I know some of them already have in the past few months, they have moved to Arizona uh, right before the lockdown. Uh, others have gone to Texas and are looking forward to getting out of the state as soon as they can uh, based on the reopenings. So yeah, it's a real thing. It's happening. So just thought I'd let you know. Anyway, that is it for setting the record straight. And that's the way the news goes. That's it for this episode. Thank you so much for tuning in. Like, share, subscribe, stay in and now. Please, by all means, also subscribe to the podcast version if you're watching here on YouTube. And if you're listening to the podcast and you haven't done so on YouTube, hey, by all means, go also subscribe on YouTube just because you can get a look at my, my face if you want to see me talking to you. Um, but uh, if you might want to, well, I encourage you to be definitely uh, um, subscribe to the audio version of the podcast because there is more content that does come along that way whenever there's breaking news that you're going to stay informed especially since it's an election year there's a lot of stuff going on the pipe in the, the, the pipeline where the state legislature here in california is trying to pass multiple taxes or remove provisions that are, are and protections for landlords that you want to be aware of so we can mobilize to know how to act when it comes to voting when the propositions do come up because believe me we might have statewide rent control, but you have no idea what they're planning to put on the ballot. And as soon as they uh, announce it, maybe in the next month or two, you're going to hear it from me. But until next time, take care, be good to one another, and I'll see you on the next one.